The breakfast this morning is sponsored Le and the father. So you say tomato, we say tomato. Avram ben Bracha and Yosef. Yosef, it should be a and it should be Hashem to making this happen. Welcome everybody. Welcome to. Rabbi Newman that's with us, and his two sons-in-law, right? Two sons-in-law that's with us, Rabbi Shlemy's brother, very, very special. And to everyone that's here, Shekhoyach. Also, I don't have the page in front of me, but if I remember correctly, this whole week was sponsored, Eli Nishmas Reza Bat Itamar, upon her, for the occasion of her first Yurtzeit, Itamar's Ima. This is the week of, her, of the first Yurtzeit. You should continue to feel like you're giving her a turn in the Shama, eternal Nachas. And you are. And, uh, and, and you are, and you are, and you are. I don't have the page in front of me. It was also in memory of my mother-in-law's uncle, Uncle Bert. And there was one more. Oh, right, right, right. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Jenny and Alon sponsored in honor of their children, I think, Leah and Elazar. Their birthdays, I think. That's what it was, Mishpachat Anglinov. And I know already, you know, Charles gave a really nice, sweet push earlier this week for the sponsorship opportunities, and some of the chaver already grabbed onto it, so it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I, got, I got a few calls, I got a call this week from someone, not from the, a rav in, in a community, actually a very special rav in Beit Shemesh, who somehow is, uh, follows the bulletin board of Shirat David, <laughs> and he reached out to me this week, and he wished me happy anniversary. I'm like, how in the world do you know? Because you saw him, one of the Shir's sponsorship of being a nice anniversary, and he just started talking about how, how amazing it is to see Hebra sponsoring and being involved in learning, and 
taking advantage of all these things. So that's a, it's a wonderful thing. Here are pages for those that don't have the Sefer yet. All right, absolutely. Those of you that have the Sefer, open up the Daf Pehe. And uh, I want to tell you how one of the things we learned last week stuck with me every single Aleinu this week. Kimat every Aleinu. You too? It was there every Aleinu. When I was actually with the Aleinu, <laughs> this is what jumped out. Last week we learned from the Archaim HaKadosh that there's ten different Perushim. For when the Pasuk says, What day is Hayom? And we were speaking how the Midrash, the famous Midrash that says Hayom, obviously is about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin. But the last Perush out of the ten Perushim was Hayom is Shabbos. Ve'adata Hayom. Put Shabbos in your heart. When sh- so that's the Shaila. Is it only to remember Shabbos on Shabbos or do you remember Shabbos during the week? And somehow when your Shabbos is remembered strong, ve'adata ayom, you know a little bit about what Shabbos is all about, v'ashevosa elevavecha. Somehow access to the heart is right there. You know, th- this week I did, a, I did this, uh, I had an interesting concert one afternoon this week in, where, where does Rev Drukman live? Does anyone know where Rev Drukman Shlita lives? What area is that called, you know? Merkaz Shapira, I think it's called. Right? Right. So the area where Drukman lives, there was a kennis of like 40 rakazei uh, chinuch, 40 like uh, people that are basically running the show in the world of chinuch. And um, they had me go with Noam Banai. Together we did that, that show we were doing earlier this year. We went, the two of us, to, do an, uh, to end off their day of trying to figure out like what, how to tune into chinuch had to tune in deeper, so they had us come and do, like, give over our chibur and that whole, that whole beautiful schus I, I feel, is a tremendous schus I have for this, um, for this Kesha with, with someone whose father was very, you know, close to my heart, Mayor Bana, his son, Noam. So we did our show together, and it was really like a, a, a long shmuz of shirim, of, of Torah in between songs. And when I wished them uh, a good Shabbos, and on a Monday afternoon, I knew I was going to get their attention because I was trying to figure out how to get them, you know. There's a lot of diburiada, and I was, you know, I always dive in, please give me the right, you know, the right hook, how to just say something. I'll be like, okay, everyone's going to stop talking and be like, what? So I said, Shabbat Shalom. And then anyone that was talking on their phone was like, what? It's Monday afternoon. So I said, you know, you, you, you want to know, like, the Shlomo referred to the weekdays as Cholamoyed Shabbos. That's how he referred to the weekdays of the week, right? And then it became an intellectual discussion. Like, no, no, just listen, listen, listen. Drop it. It's, it's, about, it's about Shabbos, like we say, I told them about our shir. We don't have, we have a Shabbos, we have a shir on Fridays, Luchovit Shabbos. Onik Shabbos is only, Onik Shabbat can only happen on Shabbat. But I explained to them, Kovit Shabbos can happen every single moment. So the word of the Orachayim HaKadosh, where he says, it's talking about Shabbos, can happen Sunday, every day we say, every time we say Aleinu. Because if I'm thinking about the covet of Shabbos, and how I'm, my, my weekday is in, in honor of the Yom Shik, of hopefully what we're, what we're entering into, I bring Shabbos into every single day of the week. 
I bring Shabbos to every single day of the week. So that, and that's the greatest uh, example of the, of the Shir Shaliyom, where that's really brings us right there to that place. Echad b'Shabbos, Sheni b'Shabbos. Um, so we're connecting though to how the Orachayim explained it last week is how we're going to be continuing today's shir. Because this is a, this is a, I find this to be a very, very important catch of the Yetzirah. Last week, we, last three weeks we've been learning how the tshuva that one does on Shabbos, this tshuva me'ahava, somehow, and I don't like the word I chose, which is a bypass, I just can't figure out a better, better word for now, that the tshuva me'ahava that happens on Shabbos kind of makes us not have to go through the yesurim memarkim, the painful afflictions one would have to go to in order to truly attain tshuva. Easy pass. Huh? Easy, Easy pass. pass. Okay, better, easy pass, right? Better than a bypass, an easy pass. But the problem is there's a voice called, we call him sometimes brother other side. I don't like to call him brother today because I realize how much he's not my brother. That even tells you while you go for it and you say my Shabbos is going to be Shabbos and the Tshuva Me'ahava is going to be Tshuva Me'ahava, the, brother, the, the other side tells you, but there's always a Motzei Shabbos and let's not kid yourself. There's so much more work you need to be. Come on, don't don't set yourself up for too high because the pain of falling is going to hurt so much. And I want to look at it straight in the eye right now and and now begin today's shir of that voice that tells you it's not worth to get your Shabbos on so much if you think it's going to bring so much light because there's always a Motzei Shabbos. I could say right away, yeah, and there's also another Shabbos after the Motzei Shabbos. It's the Motzei Shabbos headspace of, of Tshuva Meira, <laughs> of the gates of Shabbos not being there at that moment anymore. But if I live by Adata Hayom on the level of Shabbos, Motzei Shabbos shouldn't scare me so much. And then I was thinking about it. Avdala was the first thing I say. Eftach v'loyevchad. I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be scared of MSBs. I'm not going to be scared of these things. Why? Because I am Ramishon b'Shabbos. If my Sunday is in Shabbos, Dick, Hine Kel Yeshuasi, Ani Pochet Vani Mefachet. If my Sunday isn't Hayom Yom Yishon B'Shabbos, right, then I, then I have reason to be very scared that I'm going to lose everything and it's going to be another, another earthquake, another inner, another inner Mishagas. But if I have Sunday's Shabbos and Monday's Shabbos and Be'adata Hayom, every day like the 10th parish of the Arachayim HaKadosh is, put Shabbos in your heart. And you'll figure out where to go on Sunday and Monday, Tuesday. Like Ev Yatar Banai sings, Yesh li sikui I have a chance. I have a chance. So look at this. And Daf Pehe, we're starting with a beautiful story by one of our favorite chassidim that ever lived, Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender. We've mentioned his name so many times. Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender, was the leading Breslover chassid in, in the last century. He was Nifter, I believe, in 1989. And most of the Talmudim, most of the big Talmudim of the last generation of Breslev looked to him. Not, there was no Rebbe, there was no Rebbe after Rebbe Nachman, but there was definitely someone that had, he was kind of like, we, we go to him to figure out how do we do things best, and he was a Baal Eitzah. Complete, just Baal Eitzahs didn't miss, didn't miss Chatzos. For 75 years he didn't miss Chatzos. This guy was in the Gulag, okay? He didn't miss Chatzos for, I think, 75 years, they said. 
Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender. He was something else. He was something. Whenever I come over a story of Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender, I have immediate kisufim to be better. Listen to what he says. This is Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter speaking, who knew him very well. I have a lot of pictures of the two of them together. Ha-chosad Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender Elav HaShalom. He was over 90 when he was nifter. This is what he told me. I knew a lot of Yidin that stopped and had this moment of saying, let me figure out where I am, what's going on. I'm doing a chesh nefesh. Let me take account of what's happening right now with me. In the middle of their life. And from these machshavas, now he says hanogos, this is interesting. What word do you think this may refer to? Machshavot nogot. Noga. Klipas noga. Yeah, machshavot nogot. That means this could go either way. What could go either way, these types of thoughts? I never, just, I never saw it like this. It's gewalt, right? Machshavot nogot. Machshavot nogot alalu natala bal davar esa avar harashalem. The Baldavar says, great, they're doing introspection. They're, they're trying to take account of where they're at in life. This is a great intro. Uh, int- you know, I, I have access now. I'm going to pull all the schmutz from their past and put it right in front of them right now, which is then going to completely ruin their future. This is for people that decide, in the middle of my life, I'm going to start to get my act together. One, you know, have a midlife crisis and start wondering, what am I doing that's good? What am I doing that's bad? Machshavas <laughs> Nogos. And he says, <laughs> So thoughts of sadness and despair and atzbanut yetera, that means, uh, yeah, I was about to say something that I'm not going to say. <laughs> Israelism. Mina avar umina atid, right? From the past and from the future, you have nothing. It kills you now. Why? Because yesterday killed today and it killed tomorrow. This happens to us so often. But I also know Yidin that did this. And somehow this didn't happen to them. They were able at a certain age, and I don't know when he says here, Gila Amida, what he's referring to. Okay, usually we would like to say, what's Gila Amida? Probably. Huh? Right, but what, what age is that? I would say 40. Okay, I would, say, I would basically say 40. But I, I think that he's also saying, and I know Yidin that they discovered the, the Ayur of the Baal Shem Tov in their 60s and they did this. So meaning, I, it doesn't matter exactly what age it is. It really doesn't. But he's saying that he knows there are people that do this, they stop, and somehow the past doesn't come and chonek and choke the present and the future. So my binayu, what, what is the difference between them? How, how does it happen? How does it happen that some people, when they try to get their acts together, their past just comes and, and stinks up on them and kills their today and tomorrow, and some it doesn't? There is nothing, nothing in the world that doesn't have a tikkun. Remember, there's a famous word by Reb Moshe of Kubrin. 
it's brought down in Slonim, like every, every third or fourth parsha in a Sivas Shalom. I'm sure you've seen this. Where they quote from a Meshe of Kubrina, that if a Jew thinks that there's something that he did that's so bad that can actually disconnect him from Hashem, he says that type of person hasn't stepped on the doorstep of Hasidus or of Yiddishkeit Bichlau. If you, if you actually think there's something that you did, how much yesterday I was sitting in the office with someone that, that actually felt they did something that completely disconnected them. Mamash, Bashorish. When we're learning this, Tyra, if you think you did something or you've become someone that is so far removed that you've disconnected yourself from Hashem or that there's no tikkun for you, it's not, it's not Yiddishkeit that you think you're in. Definitely not Hasidus. But there's two words. One is that he said it's not... You haven't stepped on the doorstep of Yiddishkeit, and some say you haven't stepped on the doorstep of Chassidus. And we say, Hainuhach, exactly. There's no such thing that doesn't have a tikkun. HaKadosh Baruch Hu lo bara shum davar shebaolam lelo tikkun. Ubaolam ein matzav ve'inyan she'i efshar letaknam. There is nothing that can't be repaired. Ein davar There's nothing. The past or the future. Remember what the Tanya brings down? What's the hardest thing to just wrap your head around when he says something from the past that can, can be fixed? What's something from the past that you think there's no way this Metzias can be fixed because it's a Metzias Bifnei Atzma? Mamze. Right? So in our minds, we have a lot of, we've given birth to what we think are a lot of Mamzerim. Right? The mitzias of a bastard. Right? That it, it's sheker. En davar ba'olam she'i efshar letaken. I mean, the Alter Rebbe says in the Gersa Tshuva also, kriyas from Hashavah also, right? Like, if, you, if you're over a mitzvah sasesh, as mangrama, you basically can't fix something that it is time-bound because it, that time isn't there anymore. But what does Tshuva do? You go me'alazman. You go beyond time and space, Right? So, en davar kaze she'en lo tikkun. En davar kaze. Olam Azad tells you, yesh davar kaze. And you're full of them. You're full of things that can't be fixed. And the weekdays tell us, you're full of things that can't be fixed. Shabbos, Shabbos. Shabbos, Shabbos. I laugh in the face of those voices. Because it's sheker, and I know that on Shabbos. That's the viadata hayom. I know that that's sheker on Shabbos. All these words of Ein Yehush Ba'ilam Klau, on Shabbos I actually believe them. <laughs> on Shabbos I actually believe that Ein Yehush Ba'ilam Klau. Ubedivrei Arachaim Hakadosh Anal Nimtzach Chizuk Nifla Kshiyavo Hayetzav Yomer LaAdam Ma Kochachati Yacheliki Tiyachelikayim Ma Tochal Takenet Asher Palu Yadecha Me'araot Look at your hanties. Look at your hantalach. Look at them. Where were they a few minutes ago? What were they busy doing a few minutes ago? Who are you kidding? Where, where, where will they be in a few minutes? How do you think you're going to clean up your own mess? Let's be honest. How do you think you're going to do this? That's the voice. So the Rebbe Yaakov Meir Shechter is saying, Amar Moshe, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, V'yadata hayom. Also, Shekosuf bo hayom, Shehu HaShabbos, when we say, V'yadata hayom, know what's in front of you today, 
And Hayom, like the last parish of the Orachayim, refers to Shabbos, if I know the concept of Shabbos. Ten alav, put your mind in it, on it, You'll find a way to get back to your heart. Klomar, Shmor Shabbos, Ki Shabbos hu yom ahahava, She'am Yisrael kshurim udvukim, L'Hashem Yisbarach be'ofen miyuchad, Al yedi atfilos shel Shabbos, Al yedi azmiros, Al yedi achilos ha-Shabbos, She'em achilos kedoshos, Kerei ochlim mazam kadosh, L'chvod ha-emuna kedosha, Smechim u-visangim bo, Al anachla ha-tova, She'en iklano Hashem Yisbarach, Nachlas ha-emuna. Shabbos gives us a time to say, everything that I'm doing is filled with love, it's filled with emuna. It's called, it's called, he says over here, something so beautiful. We're happy and we, and we, we have oineg on this great nachala, this, this inheritance, this, this piece of something that God gave us. It's called nachala sa'emuna. Ve'orchim shalosh se'udos lichvoda, asher alken, achila shabbos higdola ve'naala me'od. Chmama rabbeinu she'achila shabbos hikula elokus kula kodesh. Okay, so what, what's the last thing here Rabbi Nachman said? Rabbi is quoting Rabbi Nachman. When we say, put your mind in Shabbos, and you'll, you'll see that you can come back to your heart, where did your mind go to? Where was the first place your mind went to? Physically. When I said those words, put your mind into Shabbos, be in Shabbos, and you'll find a place back to your heart. What was the first structure that you found yourself physically sitting in? Shabbat table. Yeah, that's the Yitzhahara still. Wait, wait, who said Shabbat table? Of course you did. Um, I shouldn't even ask these questions. But you know what I mean. We have this concept that we think, like, ah, oh, go to Shabbos, just the, just the Zmiras, just the, uh, just the sitting around the Chadodi, Kel Adon, Nishmas, learning, Shirim. Rabbi Nachman was so big on speaking about the Achila of Shabbos. There are a number of Torahs. Rabbi Nachman speaks about the Achila Kedosha of Shabbos. Now, without getting too involved in the depth of that right now, just one Nekudah to bring our consciousness to help us with a very, very valid problem that many of us have. We fly in shul, and we want to fly away during our Shabbos table. <laughs> we want to be anywhere but the Shabbos table, because it's nothing close to what we think in our minds is Kodesh, or has an opportunity to be Kodesh. Why? For a million of reasons. And I've spoken to half of you about this, probably just about this Inyan specifically. But what was the first Chet? What was the first Chet? Lack of gratitude. Pshat. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Pshat. It's true. Huh? Achila, right? What, how does Avram Avinu find Maras HaMachpelah? Remember the Midrash? The Midrash says, it says, Ve'ela baka ratz Avram. Avram Avinu is going to Shecht, a bakar for the Malachim. And then it says, Ve'ela baka ratz Avram. And this bakar, this, uh, this the, what he wanted a Shecht, starts running away from Avram Avinu. The Midrash says, he was running and running, Avram Avinu was running, running after it, till this bakar runs into a certain cave. Avram Avinu goes into the cave and he hears a voice. And the voice says, it's not enough that we have to be embarrassed from God. We also have to be embarrassed from you. That's what the Major says. Whose voice was it? It was Adam Arishon. Where was he? That's how he found Marasa Machpelah. 
It was Marta Machpelah. And the voice that he heard from Adna Rishon was saying, we're waiting 21 generations for someone to do a fixing that has to do with our initial sin, which was Achila. So when you see, when he comes back to the table, when he comes back, you see, first he serves milchiks, then he serves fleishik, right? Patlechem, chem'ah, then afterwards is fleish, and the Chazal show us how the way that Avram Avinu conducted the se'uda by the malachim, by the malachim, was actually the tikkun for chet Adam Arishon, Adam and Chava. Therefore, Rabbi Nachman says in a very not direct way, very much, much infinitely deeper than whatever I gave over right now, is that every single time we sit by the Shabbos table, we have an opportunity to meet Staref to the tikkun of Adam and Chava, to the tikkun that Avram and Sarah did when they brought for the Malachim. It should be every table, 100%. But there's something about the Achila Kedosha of Shabbos that has more of an opportunity for us to be, because usually we don't sit with our whole family during the week. When do we sit with our family? Shabbos. Now, what was Avram Avinu told at that table? He was told, you want to really do a tikkun? Patience for children. That's the tikkun of eating on Shabbos. That's the, that's the real tikkun for eating. That, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hate that Torah. <laughs> huh? Right, right. <laughs> like, God, no. Couldn't he have not told him that, him that there, you know? But he did. That's what he told him. What does it mean you're going to have a son? It means your concept of Kedusha, thinking about holiness, always has to be in the frame, right? Of Chinuch at the table. It's not, it's well <laughs> I thought many times to, to do away with the food. To do the food? No. <laughs> to interact with my kids. It's part of it. It's part of the. It's part of the thing. It's part of the thing. And my last. It's part of the thing. So when I so listen to this. So when I say, okay, there is a moment on Shabbos. Ve'adata hayom, ba'shevos ravechot ten datchal Shabbos. However, it's not just when we're flying high up here. It uh, there are all these moments that can be through food. No, it, it you should you dafka shouldn't go through the. I mean, there's an opportunity to connect even over the food, even the simcha of the special things they eat on Shabbos. But what does that bring out? Every, it brings out a Shabbos that's filled with moments of finding elokus, of finding godliness, and of seeing that I can misakin, I can fix years of bad interaction with my children that I blame myself for and make myself nuts and feel horribly guilty when one Shabbos table is kil chasa. Just like I can do that with the other tshuva in my life, I could do that also with my relationship to the seuda on Shabbos. And that's why you all know that what I just said is probably the greatest test we have on Shabbos. Much more than if my davening was good or bad. I threaten my kids, I'm going to get the rabbi, call the rabbi and come to the house on Shabbos. Rabbi Nachman have an Esau on seats like this. <laughs> Let's just start with that it's possible to do this tikkunim during, during over food, you know. You know? Uh, okay, now I want to finish Parakhetri. 
שהבעל תשובה אי אפשר לו לסכן מעשיו אלא על ידי שמירה שבס. This is, all, all the Sfarim speak about this, that for to really cleanse my past, Shabbos has to be an integral piece of my tshuva process. Okay, I can't say I'm, I'm makped on everything, but I'm, Shabbos is not the one thing I'm ready to take on yet. That's not tshuva. The, the, whole, per, uh, the, whole, the whole spiel of a person really engaging in a world of tshuva and becoming someone that's an owner, Shabbos is an integral piece of the program, of, a, of, a, of a, what, we, what we want to call a transformed person. Why? Because a person has to exit the chambers of impurity in accordance to that what he was in, so too he has to go into the chambers of Kedusha. Now you tell that to a person during the week, that you have to do tshuva, meaning as far and as shmutzik and as dirty as you were, you have to come in just as much amount of Kedusha. What do I tell you during the week? When, I, when I'm told that's what my tshuva has to be? Huh? I'm doomed. Huh? Right. Do you know where I was? Do you know where my mind was? Do you know where my, you know where my screen was? What are you kidding me? Do you know how much tshuva I'm going to... Like, you know, like the author ever brings down about... About Tikkun Shmira Sabris, right? If we actually held the way that the Kadmonim used to hold, but every time I have to do a Tikkun Shmira Sabris, I have to fast 84 times, right? And then it came down that it said, you know what, just one time you have to do 84 times for all the times, right? And then it was, it was, it was narrowed down so much because of the Chalishus of who we are to, to, to what's the Tikkun for that? Basically, Make sure you makbid on tzedakah. But in its core, if I read a tire like this, and it says to me, in accordance to where I was in Tuma, I have to go that much into Kedusha, I'm doomed. It's going to take me 80 Gilgulim to figure this out. Let's, let's face it. It's that, like that, the, we get so stuck in Sumerah, that we never get to Asetov. And so the idea of Asumerah, al yedei Asetov, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a hack. Some say that was the hack, hack of all hacks of the Baal Shem. That all he did was he moved the focus of Yidin trying to work on themselves from the initial point being Suen Merah to the initial point being Asetov. Why? Because Yidin that were indulged with, with Suen Merah never reached Asetov. He was go- Remember the stories he would hear these Magidim coming to towns? And the Magidim were ripping into people like Shumamish. We were talking about this earlier this week. Rabban, Rabbanim never spoke. Right? Rabbanim only gave two drushes a year. Who would come and speak every week? These, these uh, prolific speakers. And they'd come and they'd, they'd basically rip you into shreds. But the whole Dagesh was Suen Meirah. Comes to the Baal Shem Tov and says, Who actually reaches Asetov? Whoever gets to the Asetov, right? You've taken on the Suen Meirah with such... Such kedusha yaseira that you never even reach the asetov. Nachon, Bashem Tov says, let's just move the the flashlight onto the next two words. Vaasetov, right? Because then you'll never reach the next few words. Bakesholam verot fail if you're just stuck in in Surmeira, right? So this is where he's basically where he's heading with with what you're saying right now. Shiur malach share tuma arba mesiom, v'chen mahalach share kedusha. Ukimat mina nimna sheyitzdak adam masav. Tough or Shin Yom Bechadome, Mi Plishi Vgo Bahem Rega. 
כי יצא לב האדם רע מנעוריו, וכמה דברים שאין אדם ניצול מהם בכל יום. מה שאין כן, על ידי שמיר השבס, יוצא מכל הטומאה בפעם אחס, ונכנס לקדושה. What is he saying over here? In order for me to actually exit the, 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 the sheer of how, much, how long I'd have to spend to get out of the world of Tumah, how long would that take? Well, he says here, he gives a, he gives a number. 400 days. Can I say that for 400 days I'm going to be completely in a clean state that just that keeps me away from anything that's wrong? Kamuvan shelo. So therefore the Yitzhah says, you know that if you, make, if, you, if you do this work, even if you have good kavanah right now, Amalek, asher karcha baderech. You're going to get cooled off while you're on your way. Even, it doesn't matter how many resolutions you make. You're going to be cooled off while you're on your way. That's why in the program, obviously, what, you know, in, in NA or A, what's the, what's the whole program about? Today, when you say how much, how much time, like, how, how clean are you? So what's the answer? Today, like they start off saying today or... Right, Kilo, that, that's all it is. Why? Because the voice that says, listen, to really clean up the act, mahalach taf shin yom, there's no way I'm going to do. But Shabbos has this ability to take me into the heichal of Kedusha, connected any heichal of Tumah I ever, ever stepped foot in. Ever. So wouldn't you take advantage? Again, easy pass, right? <coughs> wouldn't you take advantage of that? Wouldn't you take advantage of that? And you know the things that are the deepest in life? are hardest for us to believe that they actually have that effect. You know, it's actually hard for us to believe that if I'm really a mensch to my wife and children, that that is holier and deeper than anything I could do in the world. It's always like with these things. The things that are most accessible, that I could shine in, it doesn't, uh, my mind can't wrap its head around the fact that this may be the most important thing in the world, more than anything else and, and the greatest accomplishment I can do. And Shabbos is the same thing because it's always there. If something's always, an opportunity is always given to me week in, week out, then it can't be that it's that Kishmak. And the Swarim are telling us, call out the Sheker where it's at. That's the Sheker B'meitavo. Mamish. But it's still an Avodah. Hmm? It's an easy pass because it's available, but it's still a real Avodah. Really tap into it to really get to that. A hundred percent. But in comparison to what you'd have to do, from Tshuva Meira, in order to clean your act, I'll take that avoda any, any moment of my life. If I know that what this prevents me from having to suffer through, the avoda seems much more tangible and much more desirable as well. Granted, it's an avoda, but it's still, it's filled with a lot of simcha. Listen, dancing's an avoda. It's a really fun avoda. You know? Sometimes I watch Hevra, you know, you could, uh, someone once told me, you could learn about a Yid like where they're holding based on what they do while they're dancing. They're yidin that when they're dancing, they're davening. And they're, they're yidin that when they're dancing, they're dancing. You, know, you understand the difference? When we dance up here, hopefully, hopefully it's, people will understand. It's an avoda like, like if you'd be standing in your place like this. So when you're, if you're standing in your place like this, you wouldn't start to schmooze with someone while you're in this state of avoda, right? So how could you start to schmooze with someone when you're dancing? Ah, because your dancing is not a voda. It's just dancing. And the, you hear the difference? You ever, I was watching this week the Bayana Rebbe married off his son. Did you see this footage? You know this place in Malay Dumim, the, this crazy theatrical place? Did you see this? This whole, uh, it looks like Universal Studios. 
Do you know this place by Malaya Dumim? Yeah, right? They took that whole place. They put up the, uh, you know, the bleachers and they set up shop. You know, Boyan is Rishon, Sadiger. This is Malchus, okay? They took over the whole place. Thousands flew in from everywhere. It was unbelievable. And then the Rebbe did the Mazinka with his, with his youngest son. They're dancing, right? They're dancing. The dancing looked like the Kohen Gadol in the Kurdish Kadashim. Avaida. Unbelievable, and the Hasidim that were and the bleachers, they were also doing the avoda. You think the Hasidim were looking at each other? Maybe some of them were, but you know, imagine the real Hasid saying, "Say, like, hey, doesn't he look funny today? Doesn't you know? Do you think they were schmoozing? Like, hey, uncle, how was how was how was the flight? While the Rebbe is down, right? The pamachas, one minute of of kedusha of being in this zone. The pamachas, you're out of. You're out of chambers and chambers of impurity and filth and regret. So wouldn't you want to do that, Avayda? Of course you would. And it's Behesag Yad, and, it's, and it's, it's available to us. So look at the next page. The Piyasetzner in Hachshar Savrechim addressed your exact question about the depression that befalls a chassid at Shalashudis. So if your Shalashudis is on, like Mamish on, and he goes into the whole thing, remember the lights out, it has to be a whole mahalach of really tuning in to the Nefesh Elokis in a very, very strong, powerful manner, you, you already pre, you preemptively strike, even though you're not supposed to do hachanas for Motzi Shabbos and Shabbos, because they say for pikuach nefesh doche Shabbos. <laughs> so therefore you do the preemptive strike of the Motzei Shabbos blues and you call it, but, but your Shalashudis has to be Shalashudis. And all Shabbos long, if the MSBs come up to you, you say, it's okay, I have Shalashudis. And then Shalashudis doesn't come to you. Because it's dveikus, you're you feel like, listen, if you want Hashem, you could keep the Shabbos going for every Yom Shekul or Shabbos. And you, you don't get stuck there. But Shalashudis has to be on. Okay. It's not stam that Hashem told Moshe. I have a good gift in my in my uh, my my treasure, and it's called Shabbos. Let my children know about this great gift. What's this great gift? The easy pass. Yes, you have to pay money, and it's a voda, but gevald is an easy pass. Just like the geula of everyone will be in the merit of Shabbos, like the Midrash says, that personal geula that I need in my life right now to get my head out of the gutter, to get my head out of the, the fear and anxiety that Olam constantly causes me to feel, the same thing, if my, sh- my COVID and Oneg of Shabbos is on, it's, it's possible. What do some people say, Leil Shabbos? I will have my Shabbos, like you told me to do, to serve you, and I will speak of your greatness with praise, with simcha. Vahainu Shalidesh Minas Vekibud Yomashabis Yeholim Liskos Legeulas and Nefesh. 
Through keeping Shabbos, I can be zochef for the geula of my soul. My soul could be set free. Berachen mevakshim veshivisi Hashem likrasi sheterachameni od begalusi. I love these words. That you'll have rachmanis on me to uh, to take me out of anything while I'm still in galus. Haynu agalus haprati legaaleni uleorer libi laavasecha. What does it mean that I was saved? What does it mean that I was redeemed? What does it mean that I actually took the easy pass? What's the outcome of a person whose Shabbos is on? What do they then do? What is their life like afterwards? But is it menucha? Which means, I, it, it means I probably work even harder on my Vodas Hashem. Even more. But there's something that's not there in my, in my head. And what's not there in the head anymore? The chatterbox. The chatterbox that says, you, you, this is going nowhere and you know you're about to fall. So in my state of gullus of my mind, the Shabbos can bring to me this saying, this thing of like, every ounce of Kedusha you do is worth it. Every mitzvah, every Torah, every davening, every moment of saying, this is for you, Hashem, is so, so worth it. That is the geula sanefesh. That the little bit that I put into Yiddishkeit is worth it. That's the geula of the nefesh that we long for so much. And this is what becomes available to us on Shabbos. Last paragraph. So he says over here, in, in, in this second piece, because he's going to explain to us the mitzvah of Dafka, the simcha that comes on Shabbos. You know that place you feel, Hever, when you're davening Mariv at the end of a fast? So if you don't have a headache, okay? But if you feel like, you feel beseder, but you're weak, but you feel hachna. That's the word, hachna. Like, Yerbanu Shleilam, I really was conscious of the reason why I'm fasting. And I didn't forget what happened on Tzom Gedalia. I didn't forget about, you know, why I'm fasting on Shiva Sabbatamos. Any fast that I actually did, I'm actually conscious of, of why I'm fasting. There's consciousness there. And the day that brings it out most is obviously Yom Kippur. He says, go to that place of feeling like a malach, right? From that, that came as a result of doing hachna for your goof. You could access that place every Shabbos with the simcha of Shabbos. That exact, remember what Rabbi Nachman said about his bodidus. Had he known the power of his bodidus when he was a little kid, he would have never done those fasts that he did from Shabbos to Shabbos. Right? Had he known the power of his bodidus, he would have never done those. He used to fast from Shabbos to Shabbos at a young age. He said he would have never done that had he known the potency of what his this can do. And here we're saying, if we really, really knew the place we could reach with the simcha of Shabbos, then the other things that we think would really be tshuvadik simanim in our life, we would make, Shabbos would be Shabbos. The simcha of Shabbos would be, would be done because it would be clear to us where this brings us to. This is, the, the, this is how he's explaining the Kuzari. Because the simcha that 
הלוא השמחה נובעת מאהבס המצווה ומאהבס המצווה. When my sim, what, what does it mean that I'm sameach with the mitzvah of Hashem and that I get to learn Torah? I'm happy with the fact that I can do something and I'm happy with the fact that I know who told me to do something. I'm happy with the person that commanded me to do this. The real taste of having simcha with the mitzvah is not that I get to do it, it's that I'm conscious of the entity that told me to do it. Like what I have, I have a bakasha from everyone this Shabbos. Try seeing as much as you can this Shabbos how often you're consciously keeping what Hashem told to keep. Which is? To keep Shabbos. Not just to keep Shabbos, to be conscious of Zachar Yomis Yom Shabbos Lekacha. To think about the fact, as much as you can, I'm not doing something or I'm doing something because Hashem said so. And this will bring an injection of love and of the simcha, of, of the mitzvah that you have. We're so accustomed to doing things because we know they're the right things to do. But Ahavas a mitzvah and Ahavas a mitzvah. When I think often about the, the entity that told me to do what I do, my, the level of love I have in the moment of why I'm doing what I'm doing peaks. It goes way, way higher. Is it clear what we just said? What should happen during a fast? Is that during the day when I feel, like the Tzadikim say, when I feel hungry or I feel a headache or I feel tired, ah, it brings me, oh, this is why I'm fasting. I think about why I'm fasting. And then it brings the consciousness of being in the moment of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I know we don't drive to Shul on Shabbos, but think about why we're not driving to Shul this coming Shabbos. I know we don't turn on any electricity. Think about why we don't turn on electricity. Don't go with all the vorts and the pnimius for a second. Because Hashem said so. And when I think more and more about these things, this helps me tune in to the simcha of the mitzvah. And the simcha of the mitzvah of Shabbos is the cleanser of all cleansers. So if we know its potency and we know how strong it is, then yes, Itamar, it's, it's avoda, but it's avoda I choose. It's the geula of my nefesh. I choose to, to be immersed in that. And when that happens, my whole mitzvah of being in this world is a different mitzvah. And everything is dependent on it. And my Sunday is really Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbos. I don't just know that because I say that in the Shir Shal Yom. I start thinking about that. My Sheni, my Shlishi, my Revi, my Chamishi, it's all like that. So I give us all a bracha to have Hatzlacha with shutting up the voice that tells us don't work too hard on it because Motzei Shabbos is going to come. Don't let your from attack take hold of you right now because you know what you're going to be like on Sunday and Monday. There should be a day that when I say, like this Shabbos, I'm putting my all into this because you told me there's a great matana in my treasure chest. I'm putting my all into this because you told me it's worth it. I'm going to trust your word and let's see where we go from there. And we should be zayichet that our Shabbos should be something that's so contagious. Contagious, contagious, contagious that our children look at us and they see different eyes looking at them on Shabbos 
and the Shabbos table gets easier, and a bunch of different things get easier, when they see the way we're looking at them on Shabbos, it's me'ayr in them something else. If on Shabbos I'm looking at my kid the same way I look at them on a Thursday, they're toast. Chas v'shaam. And I am too. But if I'm looking at them with Shabbos dika eyes, who knows? Who knows what could happen at that moment? Meaning the distance that we usually think about how long things can take to get something into them, it seems that everything he's told us right now, and merchak, there's no distance on Shabbos. You could go to places just like that, keheref ein. It should be something that's miskayim in our lives, Be'ezer Hashem. Yishakoyach, Yishakoyach, Yishakoyach. Good Shabbos.